Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim, Brandon Malone. How are you? <laughs> You're muted, dude. All right, well, dude, we are off to a flaming episode. episode 1004. Brandon still forgets God. to hit his mute button. You would think I would have this down. I think the button's broken is what it is, but I'm doing all right. Uh, slept like shit last night. Same. Just interviewing interviewing via Zoom all day, every day. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, op- I'm open to any ideas if you guys have them. I get these. like in- A lot of these interviews I go on, as soon as the guy pops up, I'm like, I don't want this job. <laughs> so I'm open. Of- Since I'm just in my living room, I'm open to any funny ideas as to how I can just ruin these calls. I might start. I might just start like a video series. Just have the uh, that video of the uh, tampon shooting at a lady's butt. <laughs> you fucking suck. You fucking oh, yeah. suck going in the background while you go to your interview. Are you intentionally tanking these interviews? No, I'm not intentionally tanking them, but you have? Yeah, when I worked in finance for that split minute, they were trying to move me up to the home office in Bala Kimwood, and I didn't want to. So I didn't shave for like a week before the interview, and I showed up <laughs> with my tattoo showing and stuff like that. They, I didn't get the job. Didn't get the job? No. If I'm not mistaken, got fired shortly after. I did get fired shortly after. They got rid of me. They realized it wasn't. When they saw Dr. Wagner Jr.'s uh, picture on my on the database, the employee database, that was my my icon. They were like, you don't think we need this guy anymore. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I was thinking I'm going to start just like firing up like Total War computer games and just being like fuck yeah in the middle oh sorry of sorry i'm in the middle of something like, like battle sounds going <laughs> on did you ever see the zoom uh vids where someone's at a work meeting but they're on like a roller coaster <laughs> just like that. yeah start doing that <laughs> love that shit chris how are you i'm well that's it that's all i got all right good blow the airlines out of my pool finally six months too late it's a fucking swamp in there. Nice. There's fucking <laughs> snakes living in it. Snakes? Nice. Yeah, what kind of snakes? Snake, little garter snakes. Uh, so every time I go out there to work in a pool, it's like a day off. It was raining. Mm-hmm. So before you know it, it's fucking month, month too late. Month and a half too late. So I got that done yesterday. That was fun. My arms, my hands were fucking freezing because my hands were in the cold water all cold. day. It was rough. Until it finally turned 45 degrees outside. Well, it was the first day I had. Yeah, exactly. Wait for the first time was to go swimming. I uh, it was the first day like every every day that I've had off. It's rained. You know, what I mean, it's just the weather hasn't been cooperating. I wasn't going out in the fucking yard and dealing with that shit. And yesterday I was like, just got to do it. Fucking deal with it, and I did. Got it all done. So, but yeah, it's uh, you know, plus we're getting all this work done on the house, which is just. Good times. Yeah, it's fun. I'm starting to work on my kitchen. Just, just patching and hanging and painting and everything else. Then, of course, I mean, my this... cat got sick, so now I'm not doing anything again. Yeah. It's always something. Adult Adulthood always kicks in when you're trying to do something fun. Shit. I am in the process of trying to get a new truck. Well, I'm in the process of finishing out my lease on my truck. And... uh I have all kinds of options open to me because I got a ton of equity built up in my lease, which nobody has been able to successfully fucking explain to me. 
I have a lease with a vehicle, and but I have equity built up in the lease, so I'm in a really good position because I can use that equity on a vehicle I don't fucking own to get a better vehicle later. This makes no sense to me. I'll accept it because I'm the winner here. But I've never had an apartment and been like, oh, yeah, you can move in a different apartment because you build up equity in your fucking lease. It, it makes no fucking sense. But I'll what deal. Fuck? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make any sense to me. It's a thing, but it's a thing. So I'm working on getting a either keeping this trigger. Most people are buying out their leases now because you have to wait forever for a new car and you um, and forever by, you know, three, six months, whatever it is, which is a long time when you need a vehicle. And um, the lease, uh, the new lease terms are garbage. So we're I'm probably going to end up keeping my truck. And I know a lot of people who have traded them in and uh, gotten ridiculously better vehicles for the same fucking price that they were to buy for the same price that they were making on their payment they were making on their leased vehicle. No shit. So Does it I, just have to do it, with the fact that there's so little vehicles out there? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm in the process and so people are buying up uh used vehicles at way over cost, way over their 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 mark what 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 would have been their market value. Inflated market value, I should say. Um, they're buying them up at those because they can get them right away. So you don't have a vehicle and now you do have a vehicle as opposed to you don't have a vehicle. Let's wait three to six months and then you'll have a new one. And all the, uh, features aren't available in new vehicles now. Uh-huh. You know, they're still in a, they're still in a uh, microprocessor shortage. Right, right, right. So like, you know, if you want this, yeah, it can't have heated seats. It's all these like little things that people that get new vehicles want. They can't have because you need the microprocessors for the basics. I actually learned all about this. I actually learned all about this during the political processes. All the ads. Some lady from Lackawanna County was saying, "We should make our our processing chips here in Pennsylvania, so we don't have to go overseas for them." There you go. I guess that's part of it. There you go. <laughs> we should make our microprocessors can we, can up in, in the Poconos. In the Poconos. That whole situation being What's over? That? What's that? We say a collective thanks to that whole situation just being over? Yeah, it's over. Well, I don't know if it's over. There's people moaning and complaining on the internet, but luckily I don't know any of them. I don't know. I didn't know the losing team. <laughs> so I don't have to listen to it. I'm just I don't like, care about any of them. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> Whew. Another year until I have to go through this again. Let's close down the Kalahari indoor water park and turn it into a microprocessor factory. Yes. I gotta go there one of these days. It says that's dude, that thing creeps me out. I I back in the day when I was doing the anime podcast, we were like sourcing out different cons to go to. One of them was up in the Poconos. They have a big one up in the Poconos at that water park. And then I was looking into it and doing a little digging. Oh, it's Swinger Fest up there, baby. They're fucking and sucking each other. There's furries blowing each other's buttholes and stuff. Oh, let's go. Yeah, you know, all I wanted was an inch of that big fat fucking cock. <laughs> anyway, you gotta get spare me one, baby. <laughs> what was okay, uh up there? Well, well Jim and I went to a uh, we went to a water park within oh, yeah, the last did. five years, and yeah. I took. Pulled the fucking patella right off the track on my knee. Yeah, I couldn't nice. straighten my knee or bend my <laughs> knee for like a week after we went. It was fucking so bad. Shout out I to Dorney Park Wild Wild Kingdom. Off. Oh, I was, dude, we, the lines were so fucking, I don't remember them being that. We went when we were kids and I don't remember it being that long. 
And the lines were fucking, you died, it got fried in line, and then for like, yay, I'm I'm cool, it's all over. <laughs> Go Good back time. to sweating. I loved it, I had a blast. Oh, I had fun, but the aftermath, man, I was yeah. so beat up, I couldn't move my leg. <laughs> It's like Jesus Christ! What do I, I don't do listen to any rules. I'm rule. I'm lawless when I go to water parks. I do what I want to do. Yeah, what's Running, worse start, stand on fucking slides. I was I was breaking the sound barrier going down that one slide. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what, are they gonna, what are they gonna do? Throw you out? I have been I have been yelled at by lifeguards as an adult, which is not exactly fun. No diving. No cannonballs. You're just like sorry. I have gray hair. You're that dude. Yeah, I'm that guy. Dickhead. Old dickhead. I'm drunk. I'm drunk uncle. Yeah, I'm drunk uncle guy. That's why. Drinking a cup. Like my my. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this guy's job difficult. <laughs> my niece and my nephew are gonna be like when they get older. Gonna think about it like, Jesus Christ. Remember Uncle Jimmy? R.I.P. This is in two years, by the way. R.I.P. Remember when he did that thing and we were all, it was absolutely insane. <laughs> that was nuts that he did that. <laughs> yeah, Chris, the, fuck, the fucking prospect park <laughs> pool water slide. <laughs> they have like one of these things that spins, yeah. you know, like a like a just a regular slide, but it's a little tiny water slide, right? But it's a, it's enclosed yeah. and it's a corkscrew. But at one point in the corkscrew, you go this way and then you reverse your turn and go back the other way. <laughs> We're going through it fucking screaming at the yeah, top it's part. Yeah, so of the loud outside, too. Way too fucking big. I'm way too big for it. All of us are way too big for it. And as you, you can see, it's like a cartoon, like the bulge of us going around. And then you're going down so fast that when you hit that turn reverse, you basically give yourself a concussion every fucking yeah. time. Uh-huh. You just keep doing it. There used to be one uh, at the when I was See Chris come out the side of a water slide. Bust out feet. the side of it, it opens like an egg. <laughs> Almost, man. Ow! I don't drink, but like a beer, a <laughs> bottle, and a cup. <laughs> hey, look at me! And that it. dude always ends up killing himself by the end of the day. <laughs> it hurts. Ambulance. I was at water park. Ounce course light. I was a water park uh, lifeguard one summer, and uh, there was one of the slides was you like, you got on a, a mat, like a foam mat. But when you got to the bottom, the way the water came together at the bottom, um, it would slap you in the dick. Like you wouldn't get nutted and you would watch people. Like I'd be standing monitoring and you would watch people at the bottom getting nutted. And anytime anybody asked me like, well, what's the way to go fastest? I would say, make sure you spread your legs out at the bottom. Spread your legs there. and watch them get eaten. <laughs> a couple people knew what I was, knew that I, you know, they were on to me when they'd happened. Because they would come out, they would be like in the water, and they would look up and flip me to birds. <laughs> I'd be laughing my ass off. Good times. You got pegged at the Prospect Park swimming pool. Yep. <laughs> Spare me an inch of that pegging. All right, real quick. Stuff. Uh, I got stuff. Ready? It's wrestling related. Let's do it. Now, I'd revealed these before. Last time you guys saw, I think you saw, who'd you see? Bull Nakano? The Sofubis? I got. Tenru. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah. Legendary. Ooh. Tenru. I got. Giant Obaba. Oh, that's a good one. Which I actually have a hard plastic version of Giant Bob. 
Yeah, I got you that one. And I got the star of the show. Best worst wrestler in all, of all time. That's Sushi Onita. Look at that one. That's a good one. It's good stuff. They're good yeah. looking toys. Pretty cool, right? And I love those boxes. Yeah, they come apart. I can take them out oh, and nice. put them back in. You can lick it. The fucking photo, the too, bro. They smell so good. They smell so <laughs> this vinyl smells so good. It smells like cancer. There you go. I also got my horny books, too. I got my stardom horny books, which I'm not going to open. I got the the bikini, the bikini shoot <laughs> signed by Mirai. You can't see it. Yeah, you can see it. And I got uh, the Sayakamitani uh, book, which I'll probably sell. Some when she gets like when she's 30 years old, I can sell this to some creep on the internet. It'll be awesome. There you go. Look at me. It'll be awesome if you just pay your house off one day with all of this shit. Yeah. Sayakamitani goes for like two grand. Wouldn't that be nuts if, yeah, if she goes to, as soon as she goes to WWE, I'm selling this shit. There you go. Signed. Boom. There she is, nice. showing off her ass. This they look nice. legit. I mean, yeah. they, like, you get your money's worth quality-wise out of this stuff. Yeah, they're hard, man. It's like, it's like you know, they're soft cover, but they, it's thick. This is like thick paper. It's pretty cool. What did she write on there? It's a like, big message. It says, uh... Itsumo, so Itsumo's, look, it's many. Itsumo. I'm talking about the other side. Oh. oh, that's her name. I don't know. Stardom Wonder. This is good radio. Stardom. <laughs> so I think it says Stardom Wonder Champ. It's Wonder. I don't know what the fuck it says. <laughs> good radio. All right, let's talk about something. Let's talk about wrestling. Welcome to wrestling. It's hard. Um. Look at I my pic- here, I got pictures uh, that you can't see. Where Jimmy's dick is hard. There's <laughs> a box here. Um, can't see it. Yeah, uh, if it's you're not problem. watching on video, this you're booked. Book. <laughs> this is what it's like for blind it's people. Yeah. It's got some writing on it, and uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> this is what it's like for blind people. It's soft, but it is hard plastic. Like my cock. Give me an inch of that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about the wrestling real quick. Uh, we're gonna go through some. There's three fucking pay per views this weekend. We're gonna talk about two of them. First, we'll start with Stardom's Gold Rush, taking place in Idiot Arena in Osaka on November 19th. Um. All right. Uh, we talked about this last year. Do you guys remember the money match? The six six woman tag matches where the winner Vaguely. gets gets a a, a, ba- a bag of money. They're doing it every year now. Yes. This is they're called the Money Ball. Good. There's yeah. a reason for it. Yeah. Money. So yeah, we're getting like stars versus God's Eye, and then you get Donna Del Mon versus Cosmic Angels. Winner of those two matches face off in the final. The winner gets a ball full of money. Good stuff. So what you're saying is is that um, the acquisition of wealth is a uh, believable plot driver. <laughs> I know. Mm, amazing. <laughs> the fucking six man from last year was amazing. The final six person. So uh, yeah, keep your eye out for that one. Also, Julia said after she wins, she's going to take the money and she's going to create a retirement fund foundation for retired prof- women professional wrestlers to find jobs and get their lives in order after after professional wrestling. I think she's spoiled. Who's winning? <laughs> 
Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, as good a premise as any for a match, right? Like something's actually on the line. Money. It's important. When we were when we were children, Gorilla Monsoon would often bring that up. You know, if he keeps this up, he's going to get the loser's end of the purse. Yeah. Yeah. Because they get paid. <laughs> you just do it because you're like, I just do this fucking thing. Like pro, like WWE. That's how it is in WWE. Yeah. Like, oh, you pushed me backstage. Let's go out and have a match. Yeah. In front of peep, ten thousand people in a stadium. Yep. The only time money is mentioned is when it's actually in the bank. It's the only money being mentioned. And that's just uh, cash in. Ooh, I heard that. Uh, I heard speak, speak. We don't talk about WWE. I heard that uh, the money in the bank guy, the guy that's like the young guy. Who the fuck was he, it? Uh, well, I'll think of his name. Keep talking. Theories. Yeah. Awesome what? theory. Awesome yes. theory. So he cashed in on the U.S. title and lost. <laughs> what the right. fuck? What's going on over there? Huh? I thought Triple H was going to save it. It'll save us all. Well, I mean, if it's a plot surprise. point, is it one? It could be. I mean, well, it's not. It's not like he he cashed it in and failed on his own, right? It's not like he went out there like I'm going to get this title and I cashed it in, but I didn't physically have the attributes or didn't plan correctly to do this, like in real life. It wasn't like the Eagles going out and losing to one of the worst teams of football on Monday Night Football. It wasn't like that. Oh, was that what happened last night? I didn't pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. A, it wasn't. It's not a real competition. So this was predetermined that he was going to lose. So I would assume it's some sort of plot point. Right, right, right. I got you. You know what I mean? Please tell me what that plot is. I'd love to hear. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> but at least they're look. They never. It's something they did something that they never did before. Right. That's true. So that's a good thing. Brandon, thoughts? Got none. All right. Good. Oh, man. All right. Uh, more importantly, most most important matches of the card. Uh, Sai Kamitani versus Kyrie is happening this weekend. To be followed up the next night by Kyrie versus Mayu for the IWGP women's title. So there is a chance, although slim, that Kyrie's going to come out with two titles out of this. Problem is, is that if she loses one, I think she's winning the other one. And the IWGP title, I think, is going to be defended in the United States. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. But they should be good matches. Kyrie fucking backfisting. Let's hope she doesn't get hurt again. Brand thoughts. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, it's definitely going to be a good match. I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, how big of a deal are they going to make out of Kyrie here? I think will be the question of the night. Chris? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just more leaning on hopefully Kyrie doesn't get hurt. Yeah, Let's right. More Kyrie because she's come back. I mean, we've gotten some and it's all been really good, but I'd like to get more of it. I'm trying to figure out when the Dream Queendom show is. I think it's the end of December. So that's our big match. That's the next big pay-per-view we're probably going to cover is the one after in December. Break, break me off a piece of that fat queendom. <laughs> Queefdom. Good times. All right, even more important. Oh, guys, you're really excited about this, aren't you? Our coverage of the AW Full Gear occurring the same day as Stardom. 11:19 this Saturday from Newark, beautiful Newark, New Jersey. Uh, apparently, uh, Takeshita and fucking there's like a big match on fucking Rampage. It actually had me thinking maybe I would go up there and watch it on Friday night, but I'm not going. Uh, you want to go through this card? Are they actually doing Rampage at a separate? No, it's the same stadium. But I, I think they're doing it. Yeah, when they do the pay-per-views, I think they do a live Rampage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, pick pick a couple spots. We don't have to do the whole thing. But. Oh, we got to go through the whole thing, brother. Are you kidding me? Right. Listen to these cards. Listen to this card. You ready for it? Here we go. Singles match. Soraya, who's been cleared, but has stated that she doesn't want, she can't take, no one can uh, suplex her from behind, versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this, is, this whole thing is just rubbing me the wrong way. I don't. If there's one thing I truly don't want to watch in wrestling, it's someone claiming that they think they can wrestle and they're cleared, but then you can't do certain things to them or they could get seriously hurt. Now, is it a storyline? Is Britt Baker going to give her a German suplex and then we're going to be like, oh, my God, she's dead. It's a complete gut feeling. I'm sure it's a complete gut feeling, but regardless of it, if you're out for that long, something's fucked up in your neck, regardless of if a doctor says they think you can do it or not. Right, like like uh, Brian Danielson going into the hyperbaric time chamber and curing his concussions by training for ten thousand years, yeah. or whatever the fuck happened. Chris, Lutz. what did he do? He changed Brian Danielson trained to ten thousand times gravity. Yes, like, like that... Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, she, uh, uh Soraya. Mm-hmm. Soraya, I think we're calling her. Soraya yeah. never did anything for me when she was in WWE. She was always quite cringe and I watched eh, her porn, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's about it. Yeah. And I didn't watch that because there's other dudes in it that I would <laughs> see. I don't need to see those guys. <laughs> it's his pee pee. So I, I was in it for yeah, the dick. I, I mean, honestly. I, was, I was in it for. <laughs> you were in it hoping you would get spared a piece of that fat cock. That's right. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm curious what you can do. I've worked on all these people, so we'll save them for later. Okay, we'll talk about it. I have points to make. Hey, I got a really exciting thing. Guess who's back in AEW? I know we haven't watched in a couple weeks. Jeff Jarrett. So we got Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Darby, Allen, and Sting. I'm actually excited for this because I think Jeff Jeff Jarrett's going to smash Sting with the fucking, or at least Darby Allen with the guitar. Brandon, thoughts? Why not? Why not? Uh, big guitar smash here. Jeff Jarrett, the uh, blacked out cowboy. You guys said he was pretty entertaining in the flare match. That's all I got. Why not? <laughs> Chris? You know, why not is a very is very high praise these days in wrestling, right? Yes. I mean, yes, it's it fuck is. it. Uh, I said a million times. I've been saying it all the time. Sting is pretty much the only thing on AEW that I find remotely fucking exciting um, that I actually get amped up for. Like, I, I can't wait to see. And... <laughs> I I fucking love Jeff Jarrett. I don't give a fuck. Maybe it's because everybody hates him. (laughs) He's so fucking hateable. He's great. He's the fucking best. I fucking love this dude in every iteration of him with the fucking suspenders, tassels, the fucking sunglasses, smash him fucking Beetlejuice over the head with a guitar. (laughs) He smashed Beetlejuice over the head with a guitar. As a Stern fan, I fucking hate Beetlejuice. He's such a jerk off. I love you. He's a little prick. It's, it's fu- it was funny to see a guy who's like, you know, obviously we know who he is. And he's just constantly talking about how he kick everybody's ass, Beetlejuice. And fucking Jarrett kabogged him with a guitar on fucking Nitro. is one of the greatest <laughs> things ever. Good stuff. Yeah, we, we talked about it and Brandon mentioned it when we were covering the Ric Flair retirement match. Jeff Jarrett was the best part of that match. He was amazing. Him and his crazy yeah. ass wife. They were fucking awesome. Yeah, they were. For worth the price of admission watching those two. Alright, how about this? TVS title match. The self proclaimed 
champ, Nyla Rose, who stole the title, versus Jade Cargill. There you go. Uh, AEW World Tag Team title match. The Acclaimed, who are the champs, guess who they're facing again? I don't have to say. Should be a good matchup. AW Interim Women's World Title Match. Tony Storm, the champ, versus Jamie Hayter. Should be a good one. Brandon, thoughts? I'm still laughing about Beetlejuice. Yeah, that should be good. <laughs> one of those ones. I, I love that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking nice. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I love him too, but I fucking hate him. You just want you want to see him get hit over the head with a guitar. Yeah. I'm, I'm remembering him yelling at Artie, I don't shit, my, shit on myself no more, you skinny fat fuck. You <laughs> skinny fat fuck. I don't shit on myself no more, you fat fuck. Uh, Jamie Hayter. No more. <laughs> not, not anymore. Jamie Hayter, I mean, we've kind of been wanting to see her in a bigger match for a while. Give this a, an honest shot. Mm-hmm. Chris? That's all I got. Yeah, Are you I mean, this, is, this by the way? I'm not watching. watching? No, I'm no. watching Dave Wakeling in the English beat. Yeah. There you I'm, go. I might be going to see um, uh, the English suede on Saturday. You know, they can't call themselves, they're called London Suede now. They can't call themselves Suede anymore, the band Suede. Because they got sued by some band that no one knows from the United States, and now they're the London Suede. That happened to have the name eight seconds before they did uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's crazy. I had no idea. I was, like, looking at the, the Met schedule, and I'm like, London Suede, what the fuck is that? And then well, it, my wife was the one that informed me that that's what happened. If if I'm not mistaken, that's why the English beat or the English beat. Instead of the they beat. should just be called the beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. You coming, Brandon? I will not be there now. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I uh, I survived Jam Band Weekend, Brandon. Oh. It was, it was Joe Russo's dead experience on Friday. Let me tell you, man, I have never seen so many swinging cocks in one room. There wasn't a single fucking woman in that place. It was like 150 dudes talking about the concert they're going to see. Yeah, Joe Russo gonna kill it. And he saw it, and I saw him in I saw him in like three de- different states, man. It was fucking great, and yeah, man, saw that, survived that. I didn't watch it. No, I didn't. Was it was it stinky in there? It was. I bought um Yankee candles to counter it, so it smelled like a it smelled like a frappuccino in there. It was delicious. It smelled like a smelly. It smelled like a smelly guy drinking a frappuccino. Yes, it did. <laughs> it's exactly what it does. It's the, it was real wet too that night. It was it was gross. So we uh, we had the candles blazing. It was fucking gnarly. Those people, those guys charge like $50 for a fucking cover band. Mm-hmm. It's only the Grateful Dead that can, that bullshit exists. Is he involved? Was he involved in the Grateful Dead at all? Or is he just no, involved? it's just a straight up cover band. Crazy. But I guess they're good at it. I don't know. I, okay. I wouldn't, you couldn't catch me dead at something like that. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, how about, um, and then Saturday and Sunday was Billy Strings. Are you familiar with this? Billy Strings? Yeah. That's another one. Like it's like the kids are into. It's like bluegrass shit. Yeah, he's a, he plays all the strings, like banjo. including banjo. Sold out. Two sold out shows at the Met. I had the uh, the uh, truck drivers at the bar on Sunday. Oh, for the guys who run the equipment string? for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three guys. <clears throat> I found out through talking to them. They're, they're, they didn't. I don't know if this is a Carolina thing. But I said, oh, where are you guys from anyway? And he goes, well, <laughs> this is how it started. Go ahead. They're sitting at the bar, right? And they had a look about them. Very, they were nice guys, so I'm not going to shit on them. They tipped me very well. But they looked a little cleaner Duck Dynasty. 
Yeah, sure. Like that's the, the look. truck driver would look. That's the look, right? yeah. And it started because there was an ad for an electric car on TV. And I went to him. Oh, you guys are big electric car guys, right? <laughs> I could tell by looking at him, it would set them the fuck off. <clears throat> fuck that shit. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It was just funny. And then, um, but they uh, they said, I said, where are you guys from? By the time we were just talking, I said, where are you guys from anyway? And they go, Carolina. Is that a Carolina thing to not tell you what Carolina they're from? Because there's two different Carolinas. Yeah, what is that? Does that I don't know. Does that mean sure. One of our thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of listeners, please send us an email and let us explain that to I us. I would love to know. Yeah, what's the difference between the yeah. Carolinas? Uh, do you, if you're from Car- South Carolina, do you just call it Carolina? I I think I that's got to be. I think it's a North Carolina thing. I it think feels it is like too. North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. I think because, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody call if they lived if they're from North Carolina say North Carolina. I've heard people no. say South Carolina before. It mm-hmm. feels like it's like a South Carolina disrespect thing. Yeah, we ain't that one. We're this one, the higher one on the map. Yeah, right. Or on the earth. Well, it depends on where the way, if, the way you're looking at the globe. It doesn't really. Mean, it's not like it's actually higher. You know what I mean? And then we're he. Sorry, he he told me who it was. Guy told me who it was, and I was like, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I don't know what you're talking about. Billy Strings, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, he plays banjo. He plays all the strings, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, he plays banjo? He goes, yeah, he plays banjo. And I was like, mm, not a lot of banjo playing, get around, <laughs> banjo playing being done around here. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're, you're not going to get people there just like, oh, yeah, I heard of that guy. Not, oh, yeah, apparently he won a Grammy. I don't, know. I don't even know who the fuck he was. Good yeah, time. it doesn't really make any sense to me. It's like these guys play like Doc Watson, like songs from like the 1950s, and then for some reason they're selling out the Met. Dude, like you know all of a sudden everybody's been dying for the Freight Train Boogie by Doc Watson. That's right. what it close with. There's there's a crossover between dead fans and that for sure because there was a guy that was in Friday. He was like, yeah, man, doing the whole weekend, doing two nights, Billy Strange, and then guy So it's these these traveling band type thing guys. Got three hundred dollars for tickets. Yeah. Stink like shit. Way to go, bud. Priorities in line. Brush your fucking teeth, bro. It's a wild scene anyway. I mean, it's usually a funny crowd. Like they're not bad people. No, they're fine. They're always usually nice and they spend money. They're just apparently Friday night. I wasn't there. I had split, but Friday night after we always get a hit before the show and after the show, especially the sold out ones. And after the show, no one showed up, and the guy that was working was probably, it's probably like because the, the crowd was pretty old. You know, I mean, old meaning. Over them, over 40 compared to the crowd we usually get, which is way under 30 years old. And they were, uh, the guy that was working was like, I think they all took some mushrooms before they went in that bed. They didn't want to come back to the black light bar. Oh, fuck that one. <laughs> mushrooms and acid. But like, <laughs> we do have a lot of black light. So what do you think about that Tony Storm Jamie Hader match? All right, moving on. Uh, Ring of Honor World Titer Title Four Way match. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, speaking of which, Sammy Guevara uh, commentating a boxing show featuring Bill, uh, uh, Bobby Fish. Brendan, thoughts? This is for ownership of the, to, the Toys R Us inside of the Macy's. Yes. <laughs> I this is a pretty shitty fucking pay-per-view. Uh-huh. I, uh, we can get to this later if we were still doing that prompt that we mentioned the other day, but... Uh, Boy, Brian Danielson, what are we doing here, man? Mm. Biggest biggest name on the the show by far, and he's in a four-way for a, a Ring of Honor belt. I, I know the history, but come on, man. 
Do we really care about it? That's the thing. I get what they're doing. We've discussed it over and over again. Trying to build equity in Ring of Honor. Trying to get a fucking Come TV on, show. Man. But what, this is third from the top. <laughs> according to this list. I don't know what order they're going to go in. But according to this list, it's third from the top. Chris, thoughts? You get, <clears throat> excuse me. You have three. Um, you have a four-way with three. I mean, you know, Macaroni hasn't really been that integral to aw so far but three people who you can possibly who could who could be very well be the the most uh important pieces in your entire company and so you put them on the card against some uh, in, in something that nobody gives a shit about once again if anybody gave a shit about you ring of honor ring of honor would never have closed right it's it's nobody you go to ring of honor because it's the wrestling in your neighborhood when there's no other wrestling to go to and they bring people in Right. They bring um, what's his name? Um, they bring the New Japan guys in. They bring people in from Triple I saw Stuka Jr. there. Yep, Stuka Jr. You know, they bring people in from um, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. The guy who you say is, the, you know, the Japanese dude, Stan Hansen, orange tights, whose name is just not coming to me. Kenta Kobayashi. Yeah. Kenta Kobayashi. Yeah, I, it's just I was drawing a blank. You bring him in. These are the names that people would go to see in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson when he was there, CM Punk when he was there, all those guys that were big when they were there were big to the fans of that franchise and nobody else. Right. I mean, let, let's just be honest. I mean, Samoa Joe, and even Samoa Joe left to go to Impact forever. It wasn't like he stayed in Ring of Honor. Dalton Castle was a big deal. He would have worked somewhere. Dalton Castle would have been signed by NXT at some point in that whole run. They would have yanked him away. So, you know, no, but who gives it? It's you want, we're playing to the back of the room again. Right. As usual. Eight. How about this? AW world title eliminator tournament final match. <laughs> uh, I have no, like we've talked about it. We haven't really been paying attention to AW. It's been a little tough to walk, uh, watch. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but. Here's your world title eliminator tournament. I believe. Now, if I'm wrong, let me know. I think we got Eddie Kings. Oh no, Ethan Page versus Bandito on Wednesday, and Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. Or did that happen? I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding. I think that may have happened, but I don't know. Yeah. So I guess we're I don't getting. think it did. It, it feels like this is uh, one Wednesday, one Friday. I mean, the article I'm looking at is from 22 hours ago, so nothing would have happened last night. Right. And it's still not set. So. Okay. I'm assuming they're gonna do one. Ricky Stage versus uh, Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage probably on Friday. Ethan Page versus Bandito on Wednesday probably. Right. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan Page. Yeah, I actually yeah. have something to say here. This is good. This is good. I don't give a fuck about Ethan Page. I don't give a fuck about the people. But the fact that it's like, oh, we can now do a title match without someone that isn't obvious is just some sign of like light at the end of the tunnel. If good you point. get a, a Bandito versus John Moxley title match on Winter is Coming, that's at least not like something different where I'm right. like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Ethan Page, the bad guy, versus Ricky Starks in the final, the good guy. Yeah, I'm with Chris. I don't. Yeah. We've talked about it a million times. Like, I still don't get Ethan Page, but uh, I mean, as a bad guy, that's fine. He's gonna lose. Who cares? Chris, good. Nah, he nailed it. I, you know, I, I don't really have much more to say about that. Right. So the final, the finals on the pay per view, and uh, world title match 
John Moxley, the champ, versus MJF. MJF wins here. What do we think? Chris or Brandon? Go ahead. Probably right. Yeah. Mox can go on vacation. Mox did his, his time here. He had to save the day after um, CM Punk CM shit dump. the bed. CM Dump. And they're back, right? Supposedly they're coming back. They'll be back next month, I think. I don't think there's any supposed about it. They ran a giant promo of AEW with all their faces all over it for okay, there you go. three minutes on Wednesday nights. The only part of it I saw while I was at work. There you go. Hmm. So, so yeah. there's definitely no maybe about it. They're coming back. Does MJF come back as a babyface? Well, MJF beats Moxley. We'll assume. He's already a babyface. The fans are cheering him. Omega's a heel then, right? Omega comes back and challenges him. We're going to have a promo where they mention a fight and doggies and fucking ace steel biting people. It's going to be terrible. I Drive a wedge, boys. I'm getting further and further away. Yeah, that's difficult. Anyway, we'll talk about it. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Are you going to check this out uh, um, in the old R? Ahoy, matey. Way, Brandon? Boy, I would have to be really bored. I guess I can. Do they are they like WWE? Do they put like um, highlights on YouTube of their ma- their pay per view matches? I don't I don't think so. No. Mm. I mean, there's a couple of these matches I want to watch. Like, I definitely want to see Jeff Jarrett smash somebody with that guitar. That'll be on Twitter. Yeah, that's 45 seconds. Right? right. And there's pre there's pre show matches. Apparently, there's going to be a couple of pre show matches. So, <laughs> Britt Baker can't be on the pre show. No way. You can usually like the the day after scrape up off of the internet like a, a, a bootleg and I'll just skip around. That's yeah. what I'll do. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not renting it. I already rented the uh, Stardom Crossover. So I um, It's 30 bucks. I'm not paying for this thing. Go ahead, Chris. They do theirs, they do theirs through a pay-per-view provider as well. So uh, I'm probably the pay-per-view provider has the rights to the content for a number of days after the fact. Yeah. So they can continue to sell the pay-per-view right, as right, right. it happens. Yeah. So I doubt that they have any videos on YouTube that are really descriptive of anything that actually happened that are legit and, you know, produced by AEW. I could be wrong, but, you know, that wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean, I mean though, how WWE puts out, like, clips of the matches from pay-per-views. I'm not talking about right. I'm not talking about a bootleg of it. That I can No, no, no. What I'm saying is that but before when WWE used to do straight pay-per-views, they never did that. Right. So once they became WWE Network or became Peacock, now they kind of have it's all owned by the same company. Right. So if you want to watch it on YouTube, go watch it. We're making the money every way right, you right, get right, it. Right. Gotcha. Whereas the pay-per-view companies that the pay-per-view companies that distribute these paper actual pay-per-views, they want to get every dime they can get before it goes on YouTube, where they have no access to that money. Right. That's what. And TV, that's how it used to be with WWF, right? Right. That's the, what TV I say, and they do with the Stardom pay-per-views. You get no right. access to it. It's limited to just the pay-per-view setting for five days. Right. Right. So if you want to see it, you got to pay for it. <sighs> okay. So uh, let's move on from this. Let's uh, talk about some stuff. So I just, you know, we've been so down on pro wrestling in general. Not in general. We talk about stardom. We light up. It's exciting. It's fun. It's probably the hottest product right now. Um, but I want to talk about, like, maybe things we'd be looking forward to in the future particularly 2023, to maybe invigorate what we watch, invigorate our interest. Because I don't think we're going to stop being pro wrestling fans. We just want to be entertained by it. And with so many streaming services 
an ability to watch anything you want on the entire in the entire fucking world pro wrestling wise. We're not stuck to watch one product, hence the reason why we don't watch WWE anymore. Hence the reason why we've kind of not watched AEW. Still paying attention to it. I'm not really watching it because I don't have fucking five hours a week to watch something I don't like. So I guess we'll do it alphabetically. We'll start with start with uh, AEW. AEW, um, Brandon, what do you think? Like, what would what would invigorate your interest in AEW? Oh, geez. The first thing I, I took a couple notes here. I'm looking over. No, go ahead. Brian Danielson, I wrote down as the first one. What I said, what is he doing? Why is he there? What does he want? I think those questions remain sort of unanswered to me. He's probably the most interesting person on the show by a mile. He came out hot, and he's losing a lot uh, as of late and just kind of has slipped into the, the mix there. And I think he's a, a, if maybe the only like A-plus player that they have, if not a, one of a group of two or three. I think him being a big deal would probably get me the most excited. I was thinking – it's 10 years ago, geez, maybe maybe less. I was like, we went hiking up uh, in Le- the Lehigh Valley, climbed the Lehigh Gorge, and I got to the top, and I started doing the fucking yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And there was like six other people at the top. Three of the other guys started just doing that too, and they're like, you doing Br- uh, Daniel Bryan? It's like, that was the last, like, it's, it's cheesy as shit, but that was the last, like, wrestling actually in reality. <laughs> like, someone connected, you could just, in public, and right. knew what you were doing mm-hmm. thing. I... I uh, I think that's probably my A1 choice. Also, I think I'm actually going to shit my pants. This is a first in podcast history, so I'm going to step away. It's okay, <laughs> Chris, your thoughts on that. Diarrhea. It's getting an inch of that big, fat uh, cock. <laughs> go ahead. He's going to let a couple inches, let, he's going to let go of a couple inches of that big, fat turd. <laughs> um <laughs> I would agree with Brandon on the on the Brian Danielson front, uh, but I think most of the reason why Brian Danielson was at that point with the yes thing and everybody was into it and they were doing it at sports games and whatnot was because of the story that was being told with mm-hmm. him, right? So I mean, the, the guy is one thing, the the performer is one thing, the story there has to be, you know, we say it, can't say enough, there has to be a reason why they're doing the things that they're doing, and initially he had a lot of a reason, you know. Uh, now it's just every, there's no reason for anything in in AEW. Um, it's convoluted. Uh, I think they um, everything is. I I I've come to the conclusion that if I can't wrap my head around a comment to make, it's because what I'm making the comment about makes no sense. Mm. So I'm just like I, I I don't know what to say. What's going on? This doesn't and I can't really articulate how I'm feeling because there's no story being told. Um, if you're asking me what I would want to see out of that company in 2023, uh, you know, plain and simple, number one, Kenny and the Bucks have got to either change or fall away for a while because this isn't long enough, right? We got away from that for a couple of weeks, a couple months maybe has it been? Let's just say a couple months. And we're already, not only are we bringing them back, but we're, we are so we feel that they're or I'm saying we AW AW feels that they're so reliant on them that not only are they bringing them back, they're bringing them back, being packaged as being coming back. So there's no surprise, there's no anticipation, no matter there's no wet what or why or when. No, we know they're coming back. So that's a big problem for me. I think another one of the big problems for me, and I wanted this is what I was talk, uh, what I was kind of. Uh, alluding to earlier was uh, the women's division in AAW, in my opinion, is still just unentertaining. 
has nothing to do with the talent level that they have. It has nothing to do. It's professional wrestling in the United States. If you're a woman is either in in my opinion, what I see is break broken down into three characters and it's either you're sassy. So sassy that the, the, the idea that you are behaving like this, you know, with the fingers in the face and the, and the, and the head moving around and the sassiness that does not lean into somebody who would be getting into a fight at any point in their life because they wouldn't do all that. They would just get into a fight. So, but you're either that character, which I've never bought into. You're the badass character, which is badass, either being badass with your hands or just badass with your attitude. I think the, we don't, I always say we don't watch it, but I think the, 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 um, the epitome of the badass that maybe not as good a fighter as everybody, but she just carries herself as a badass is the Charlotte Flair character. You're undeniably just a badass. And then you have the. Third I disagree person. with that. I think I think if you're going to give an example, I think Becky Lynch is the example of badass, not okay. necessarily the best wrestler in the world. I think okay. Charlotte I'm, Flair is the physical specimen of an athlete. But I'm going to go somewhere with this. There's okay, another go. where I'm going. You will disagree on that. That's fine. But the other thing is, is that you have somebody who has all the talent, but they can't cut a promo for God's for for anything. Which, in my opinion, is Becky Lynch. She's awful on the mic i think she's silly wow. as hell okay and she loses Sorry, me on the mic. that's me really I, that's me and i'm not alone on this i see this a lot okay but you know i mean the way she carries herself in the ring especially when she came back with the ridiculous outfits was just amazing and I, let me let me let me i'm gonna go back because now i'm um we haven't watched in so long i'm kind of reversing back to wrestlemania which is probably the last time we talked about wwe and she had moved into that situation that you're talking about it's completely just brush that aside so i'll agree with you on becky lynch in that in that badass that's not necessarily the best wrestler character you're right on that what happens is is that they they there are so many they're so i guess what i'm saying is they get so promo heavy and so promo reliant that you're losing people who are really good in the ring because they can't cut a promo i'm talking about AEW, so, right? yeah and you're so focused on on them talking and them telling stories and putting them in positions in which they're not good that they it takes away from their ability to actually go in the ring and get over and perform. There are certain people that I don't think should ever have a microphone in their hand. And you're it's almost like we've talked about this before where it's like we're watching them develop they got to develop that on dark. You can't develop that on, on national television because then they're, they're always going to be stuck being that person. Just like I was just saying with Becky Lynch, I forgot that she got good with that stuff because she was stuck in that role of, oh, boy, for the longest time with me, right? Like, remember when she had no character? It was before the whole man thing where she was just like, she was kind of floating around. She was silly. She was wearing foreign on blondes, hats, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I just actual focus on the wrestling in the women's division you have a tremendous amount of talent stop putting them in positions in which they have to rely solely on their skills in the on the microphone Mm -hmm. to get over right you have your outliers you know jade cargill is an outlier her promo skills are getting better but she's such a fucking specimen that it doesn't matter but the rest of them, you look at a lot of the women, even Soraya, 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 her promo skills were never great. And then you put her in there with a woman who really doesn't work that well, but she's fantastic on the mic. Who? How does the do these people like how can you 
how do I say this? You put your somebody who you're trying to build back up in Soraya against Britt Baker, who's your number one heel, and the number one heel out promos the babyface so bad that now the babyface is drowning forever. You don't come back from that stuff. It's that one thing. It's like when they were calling Seamus tater tots. How do you fight back against that as a heel? It's almost impossible. You're just a loser now every time you come out. And they put themselves in those positions in which a lot of these women will never, they will always be held down by their their uh, lack of skill in one area. And this Isn't is that the entire problem. roster, though? You're yeah, singling I mean, out the women. Is, That's the entire I, roster. I, I'm just, look, I'm just sick of all the men. Right. I'm not even talking about things. I'm fucking sick of them. I want to see their women's division because there are so many people in that division that are good. Okay, okay. That's and the, that's okay. why I'm focused. And so I guess gotcha, what I'm gotcha. saying is more, to boil it all down, I know I went off on a rant that probably made no sense, okay. but to boil it all down, I want them to see them put actual work, not just put them on TV more. That's not work. That's exposing people's uh, shortcomings. Actual work in their women's division so that you have – you have a lot of people there, and you only use four of them. One, because she's pretty much the best promo you have, right? And then the rest of them are kind of there because they're skill level, but they're never better. She's always – it's just put more work into the, into, the, into the women's division, which makes this show a lot more appealing. So there would be my two things. Number one, no elite for a long time. Or if you're going to bring them back, they're not the elite anymore. Just do something different. Right. We got it. We got an inkling years ago, of the elite splitting up and then they were like, hey, we're only kidding. What the fuck? And then I would like to see a lot more work in the women's division in AEW technically. And, you know, I mean, a lot more story build and um, give them the opportunity to the, the people who are lower down on the card, give them the opportunity to actually do the things that make them look good instead of forcing them in positions to do the things that they don't do well. Right. Um, I'll make a point before we go back to Brandon. Um, my, what I want, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I want AEW to be itself. I want it to stop trying to be other things. I don't like the long promos. Chris hinted at it. You're putting promos on TV, which take up, we talked about a couple weeks ago, WWE does the 25 minute promo at the beginning of shows. They're always doing this theatrical thing in the ring. That's part of their presentation. That's what they do. AEW is now doing the same thing. They're not 20 minutes, but they're 10 to 15 minutes of MJF talking. They're 10 to 15 minutes of Britt Baker and Soraya. There's, I, I, I want AEW to be its own unit. It doesn't have to be WWE. Why do you care? If, if anything's proven, if AEW has proven anything, is that no one except for 2 million people watch professional wrestling. That's it. That is minuscule. There's 350 million people in the United States. 2 million watch wrestling every week. This, you're not getting these casuals that you care about so much. You're only getting a million of those two million people that watch professional wrestling every week. That other million are never coming. They, we've proven this in three years. They're never coming over. Stop catering to them. Be yourself. And at the same time, be less like WWE. Stop being so indie. The indie shit and the WWE, you're trying to be two things. Be your own unit. Stop trying to be Ring of Honor. Stop trying to be... New Japan, stop trying to be WWE. Be your own self. New Japan, they're New Japan. You watch a New Japan match, you're going to know what the fuck you're watching. You're like, okay, I'm here. I understand this. 
AEW, it's like a cheap facsimile of everything else. It's in particular WWE. I get it. They're bringing guys over from WWE, seasoned veterans. They're telling you how this is the way we do it. This is the way we did it. This was very successful. It never got any more successful than what it is. And if you want to drag people, if you want to grow your audience, you need to be you, you need to be yourself. You can't be fucking WWE light. All right, Brandon thoughts. I think you guys nailed it. I don't have too much to add on to that. Um, another thing I wrote down, I think that kind of fits in with some of these points. Yeah, obviously AEW lacks its own identity. One thing I wrote down, there's just less matches, uh, especially in build to these things. Uh, one of the most underused tools I feel like in pro wrestling, especially American pro wrestling on TV now is suspense. Suspense doesn't really exist. Um, whether it be even within a match, uh, less moves, more selling. Like when somebody gets slammed outside of the ring, they can sell that for a minute or two, and and the guy can gloat. It doesn't. We don't need to move, 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 move. Uh, yeah, thing good example it, of that. And I wanted to bring this up. I'm sorry, just to cut you off real quick. Was yeah, uh, Danielson had a match against Sammy Guevara, and I caught this match. I turned it on at the end of it, so I caught the end of the match. And Danielson put him in his finisher, and then his double finisher, where he has both arms locked with the cross face. And then Sammy Guevara got out of it, hopped up to the top rope, did like fucking DDTs and shit. He was flying all over the place, showed zero effects of being in a man's finisher. The thing that beats people, he showed zero after effects. It's bad, bad. And let's not call him young. This motherfucker's 30 years old now. You ain't learning it now. You're never learning it. Osprey was able to pull it off. Osprey's believable now. We like Osprey, at least Chris and I. We're on Team Osprey. We're starting to enjoy him because he's... Getting rid of the shit that made him not watchable. We were like, all right, buddy. And plus, we watched something where it's done perfectly in stardom, where guys are hurt the whole match, and they can't do it. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. I I think where it stands out to, to me the most, and um, I try not to compare pro wrestling to other sports very often, because I would imagine if any audience is probably here for pro wrestling uh, not that, but I, I always like the UFC or that stuff comes into my mind because it legitimately gets my heart pumping in the excitement of it. And one of the, my favorite moments of that is when you get to the title match and it's, you see the two guys in the cage staring at each other and you're like, holy shit, there they are. This is about to happen. I have not seen this yet. I've thought about it. And you just, you remove that from the equation when you get four different iterations of tag team, uh, faction matches. Right before the pay-per-view actually happens. I think you could let it breathe a little bit more. And then um, if you get that John Moxley, MJF, why, there they are staring off against each other for the first time in the ring. This is about to happen. The, all of a sudden you'll see people pop up out of their seats and Holy shit. standing up as the right. match is starting. Yeah, Like a real feeling of like, here we go, man. W, yep. uh, New Japan does it really well, where they do that. The entrances, everything, they do the announcements. And then when they ring the bell, they do that zoom in real fast. And it's the two dudes facing off each other, both in battle stance. Stardom does it too. Both in their battle stance, and we're like, all right, here we go. 25 fucking minutes, these guys beating the shit that out of each other. That heavy air in the room, yeah, yeah just you can let feel it sit. It. The goosebumps Wait. rise on you, you're like this, and it's not real. You know, we're watching a theatrical performance, but you get that feeling like, fuck yeah, it's time. Fucking face off. And you're right. If we watch it over and over and over, that feeling is gone. Okay, so, Chris. Oh, do you, I don't know. Um, I was going to say that go one go. thing that New Japan does too is they – <clears throat> when the guy gets in the ring, say Okada gets in the ring and he's taking his, his gear off and he's getting ready and it's a big match. It's Wrestle Kingdom, whatever you want to say it is. 
the camera never leaves his face. Right. And you watch the UFC, right? There's that famous, Jim, you won't know who we're talking about. Brandon, you will. And if you're listening, you watch MMA, you'll know. There's that famous video of Israel Adesanya in between rounds, rocking in the corner and going, I'm going to fucking die. I'm ready. I'm going out there and I'm going to fucking die. He's saying it. He's got blood coming out of his mouth and he's racking. And this is real. This isn't, you know, stage. He's saying to himself, like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking die in that ring. And then they go out there. He ends up winning that fight. But, you know, it's that it's that actual, you know, they the UFC there. The, the drama creates itself. Right. Uh, real sports. The drama creates itself. You don't have to really do too much to create the drama because it's real. But they saw it. They do it. They show the guy in the corner rocking, getting ready to go. Right. Because you're waiting for this thing to build up and build up and build up. You're adrenaline. You're a fighter. Your adrenaline is building. You're ready to go. You're going to kick some fucking ass. Um, or you have the counter. You have the counter where you got the arrogant guy like a Naito in the ring where he takes his time and he's taking his gear off. Or you got his Zack Sabre Jr. who just doesn't stop talking shit the whole fucking match. But that's their character. And that's their thing. But right. you know it. You're like. This is the real deal. And even guys like Naito, when it comes down to like a Wrestle Kingdom fucking main event, he comes down and he's got a red suit on. He looks like a million fucking bucks. He comes down to the ring and you see it on his face. He's real calm. He's cool. He's collected. He takes his gear off. But when it's time to go, he's doing the wrist check and he's looking at the guy. It's fucking dude. There's a way to do it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There was another point I was going to make, and I forget what it was. Sorry about that. I get, oh, I get excited. Oh, we were talking about. It was. Uh, uh, it goes to me when you mentioned they show the two people this this build that we haven't gotten this thing yet, and we've been close and we've been wanting this thing. The perfect example of that is Julia and Suzu Suzuki. They're yeah. fucking crying. I mean, come on, man. So it's just, you know, I mean, look, you can build up. There are ways when we were kids, I always, you know, you hearken back to because everything was a build up to these two or three big things during the course of the year. And you go back and it was like, you know, everybody, it was always the way you did that. I say it all the time was and I don't know, you know. I don't know. I can't say the AEW is as guilty of this. WWE has been guilty of it for years. This the baby face doesn't get beat up every week. There's got to be a fucking you got to have somebody to root for, right? You got to have somebody to root for. The baby face has to get screwed. It's not necessarily have to lose, but he's got to get screwed over for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. This way, Brian when it finally comes down to full gear, right? You you are like I can't wait. This asshole. MJF, whoever the bad guy is, is finally going to get his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. But instead. We're taking a title shot, MJF, finally getting this thing that he's been bitching and moaning. He wants to be the top. I want to be the top. I want to be – I'm the I'm the most talented person on the mic. I'm Piper in Portland, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not going to fault him because he's putting the fucking work in. But what do we do with this? We take this as this – Against Mox, who is the, the the king, right? He's the AEW fucking. He is on the flag. His face is in the fucking part with the stars. Mm-hmm. You take this guy, and we're gonna have him finally get his shot against the biggest name there is in AEW, the most important guy on the roster. We're gonna finally get his shot, and we're gonna use this shot that he finally gets as a vehicle to make him fight with Stokely Hathaway. 
Give me a fucking break. Why? Because in the minds, everybody loves mocks, but they're doing this, what you were talking about, this indie thing, where in the minds of the AEW brains, they're saying, in the minds of the brains, they're saying, break me off a piece of that cock. In the minds of their brains, they're saying, well, I mean, it's almost this, maybe it's unconscious, subconscious, this Stokely Hathaway, he's one of us. Yep. People will be more interested in what's going on with this guy that we brought in because he used to be in Ring of Honor or fucking wherever he was. We'll be more interested in him because there, this is the guy that people care about. No, they fucking don't. They don't give a shit. They He's entertaining. but shit. He's entertaining, but they give a shit about fucking Mox and they give a shit about MJF. That's what they fucking care about. You brought it up earlier. I said this in the first fucking podcast we did when I used to cover Impact. Listen in the archives. It's uh, not good. But go back and listen. We can use the downloads. <laughs> when you – I said, when I watched Impact, what the impression I got was – I went back to what Eric Bischoff said when he took over Nitro. I can be the same as WWF or I can be different than them. Do everything different than they do because now when you're different – it's now become – it's going from being a knockoff to an alternative. Right. You can look at you can look at TNA. And when TNA was actually competing with WWF for a while, and they were, they had a bunch of stars. They had that rectangular ring or that fucking yeah. octagon ring. They looked different. You turned on that show. It was a different show. So you were like, okay, I'm into it. Hogan comes over. They go to the square ring. All of a sudden, they're WWE light. People stop watching them. Not only do they go to the square ring. They go to the square ring with blue ropes, and not only did it look exactly like WWE, it looked exactly like SmackDown. Right. Yeah. AJ Styles said that in an interview. He said, I don't know. They got rid of the octagon ring, and I went into work, and I said, damn, just looks like SmackDown to me. (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts on the AEW? Yeah, I think just to close my point on that uh, about the sense uh, suspense, something really cool happened Saturday night with the UFC where uh, the champion at 185 pounds – hadn't lost since he's been in the UFC in that division, but they had a guy that was uh, competed against him in a different promotion a long time ago and had been the only person who beat him, and he beat him twice there. And this guy is just coming in. He's a hot shot in the UFC cruising, and then this guy comes out of nowhere like the Grim Reaper and in a couple months gets right all the way to the championship, and you're like, oh, no, we don't really know anything about this guy. I don't. I still don't even know what this guy's voice sounds like. And the guy knocks him out again with two minutes left in the fight. And you're like, holy shit. A fight this, is, he, this is fucking nuts. A fight he was losing the whole time. Yeah, yeah bad. He was, it was over. And, you know, he was going to get called on a decision. And that's, that's the suspense you get over time. And I don't, I don't know. Are you buying any of that with Ring of Honor? These, the investment in these long-term stories or lack of investment compounds in either direction as you do it. These things will present themselves over time if you if you uh, put through lines in there. Uh, that's what I would like to see. And I, a lot of that is is more challenging. I understand they have, have to do two hours, three hours every week. Uh, but try to fit it in a little bit more where you can. I mean, with a massive roster that they have now, like you can keep guys off TV, man. You can put them in dark match. We talked about it before. Mox isn't on TV this week. After the cameras stop rolling, you get Mox versus somebody for the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, you can still put the – like, 
They don't have to be. Everybody doesn't. Your top guys don't have to be on TV every week. That's a WWE thing. We got Roman Reigns on TV every fucking week. These guys can, you know, they can take a break. You know, make the tag team uh, tag team qualifier or some shit is your main event. It's a house show thing. Do it. You can still have the guys there. They just don't have to be on TV. You're going live. You're still happy. You're on. You're on. You're watching at home. It feels fresh. Even though, you know, it's the same dudes, but you're moving them around. You're doing different stuff. or making interesting things. You mentioned it with the AEW uh, uh, title tournament thing. Might have an interesting final, something we haven't seen before. You know yeah. I mean? Final thoughts? If I can add, if I, yeah, I, I, you know, I talked about this all the time, too. Um, one thing that I, th- I would love for him to do is to get rid of the coming next week. Yeah. I don't mind coming on Dynamite because Dynamite's going to get spoiled for you anyway. Or Rampage. It the same night. Rampage. Yeah, Rampage, I'm yeah. sorry. Rampage, they recorded after Dynamite. Whatever. Who gives a shit? We all know that it's like the lesser show. Nobody fucking cares. Tell me what's coming up on Friday. That's fine. But here's the thing. If I know what's coming up and I don't like what I see, why the fuck am I tuning in? Right. Now, if I don't watch for three weeks and then all of a sudden Brian Danielson's on fucking – on fucking um, – what do you call it on ring uh, on uh, on dynamite or dynamite on, on dynamite you know dynamite dynamite airs and Brian Danielson shows up I'm just using him as, as as an example then all of a sudden you go yo I gotta fucking watch this show what right. the fuck is going on here and you start to tune in right people were watching Raw and then all of a sudden fucking Scott Hall was on fucking Nitro in the crowd in fucking as I knock everything over in fucking Ooh. regular clothes. Like, what the fuck, man? And they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. People turned, people tuned in to, uh, uh, to, to, to Nitro one week and they were like, wait a minute. Fucking Hulk Hogan's a bad guy? Mm-hmm. Why are we giving everything to fuck away? Don't tell us how the sausage is made anymore. Just fucking do a show. It's just not, it's never going to yeah, happen. About, it's worse like, than say, ever. What about this? This, so MJF wins. On Saturday or Sunday night, whenever it is, Saturday I think it is, and he he carries the yeah, belt Saturday. for a long time and picks somebody that's that loses a lot. That's good. Eddie Eddie Kingston I think would be perfect for this. Mm-hmm. We've seen him. He's a career loser. He is a loser. He yeah. he comes in and he beats MJF and takes the belt. That'd be nice. He loses it the next week. He loses it the next week and he goes away for a while. MJF gets it back, and you're like, well, Eddie Kingston did beat him. They get a rematch. Eddie Kingston beats him again. That'd be and nice. For some reason now there's this thing where it's like. Eddie Kingston, everybody beats Eddie Kingston, but he, this guy can't, and it just drives him mad. Like, they just steal this shit. You just this, wrote this a brand new story that would be fucking amazing. And we mentioned it. Like, the world would go insane. The, the fan base, WWE as well, would go absolutely fucking nuts if Eddie Kingston suddenly won the title one night. Out of nowhere. This and he fucking never has loser to be the top that guy. basically has, he comes to work in fucking baggy Jenkos. And a friggin' wife beater. That's how it works. <laughs> and you're like, how the fuck did this bum ass win? I don't know why I found that so funny because it's just I see it every week, but just to hear the words and then you just like, hey, yeah, what's like, up? Like, how the fuck? Like, like, who this is this loses? guy? Sure, he's angry and he knows how to fight and he really likes all Japan. So, he, so, and then he suddenly beats MJF. That'd be brilliant. But and that's who the Burberry kid can't crack the the pipe fitter in the in the Jinko jeans for some reason that just looms over him right. despite never, all the I've success. Never, yeah, I've been working my whole life. I lose all the time. I'm a loser. I'm fucking Dusty Rhodes, working yeah. man. That's who he is. He's the everyman. He the is. Every he man is one hundred. The supposedly rich kid from fucking Long Island. 
And that's all he's got. He's never top guy, but he does have that one thing. Yep. I beat him twice. How many times you beat him? It's like I say whenever (laughs) we got a running joke in my household. Whenever we uh, talk about going to Japan or going to a Japanese restaurant, we taste something, you know, and we eat it. We're like, "Eh, I'm not really crazy about this. And then I'll look around in the restaurant. I was like, I've been to Japan. Have you? Have you? I've been there. I've been there. I know. Have you? (laughs) So, yeah, that's the same thing. Like, just go and be like, I beat him. Did you? I beat him. Yeah, but you stink. You're fucking. You've got 40 losses this year, but I beat him twice. Doesn't matter. So, AW, we got work on the women's division. We got um, little variety in our main events, right? Mix it up. We got stop being WWE light or indies. Stop being so much like that. Be your own unit. What was the other thing we had? We had one more thing. One more improve. Eddie Kingston's Jankos. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's pants. You can't surprise, get surprise. All right, uh, let's talk about how talking about New Japan. How about talking about Ice Ribbon Pro Wrestling? Uh, Brandon, talk about New Japan. What will get you more interested in New Japan? I think they're starting to do this, but my, probably my main thing with New Japan is turn it over a little bit. I can only imagine how you guys are feeling. I, I picked it up a lot later than you guys, and the, just the general uh, tools that they have to play with are, are becoming staler uh, to the point where, you know, I think Will Ospreay could grow on me more than he has, but, uh, you know, a lot of it's what he's surrounded by. If I'm watching the show and I just feel a little bit stale about the whole thing, maybe my mind maybe not isn't, isn't in that place where I'm like, hey, let me give this guy another look because I'm just a little bored. Chris, good. So, I mean, I, this is one I would have to think about because we haven't there. I mean, the easy, easy, easy answer would be uh, don't do anything you did for the last two years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, you a lot know, of it wasn't their fault, COVID, but whatever. We've got COVID issues. Um, I, I, they're lucky to have, you know, that they have a guy that um, is still, in my opinion, very fresh at the top of their card, which is Okada. Hmm. And anytime he even still under 40 years old, mind you, he's been around forever. Right. Right. And every time he still shorts, shorts, everything. (laughs) Every time he starts to shoot, that's what Brandon almost did before he ran away and got an inch of that big cock. Hey, quick, quick, quick reveal at one point. I chugged coffee before we came on because I took a nap and then took a shower. So I was jamming coffee down my throat. At one point I was throwing up in the trash can over here. I just wanted to (laughs) pull the coffee almost came out. Go ahead. So uh, Okada does a better job than anybody. He is the opposite of John Cena, where John Cena has looked the same for 30 years. Okada, as soon as it starts to get the slightest bit stale, he he switches it up. So he's always fresh in my eyes. Um, I don't – I mean, I really – it's kind of – the biggest thing that I think would have to change, and it's going to change, is the the ability for the crowd to interact. I think that that was a big drag on them. It's um, huge. They're tough to watch some of those that, shows. They are hard when you're – it's fucking yeah. hard, man. Yeah. Um, other than that, so I, I'm going to say this right now. I don't feel confident saying what New Japan should change until after Wrestle Kingdom. We'll see how Wrestle Kingdom goes. Then you could start talking about maybe making changes. But as of right now, I, there's we're at a point in which they've started to do the things that we wanted to see them do. Right. Right. You got some guy Jin coming in. You got some, uh, you know, foreign heels coming in. Um, you, that's exciting. Jonah being part of that roster at some point is going to be really exciting. Uh, Okada is going to, 
I, as much as I love Jay White, I wouldn't mind seeing him slide down the totem pole. Maybe I think he's going to. Time off, hmm. you know, because he's starting to get a little redundant. But, you know, like we said, they had to rely on the same guys who were able to go every week for them for the last two years. And I think we're going to see some changes. So, you know, I don't feel even really that I need to make a legit, you need to change this. Steer the course almost. I think it's just going to stay the course, and I think it's just going to go back to where it was because there's a lot of fucking talent there. Yeah. Their young guys coming over is a big deal, too, because you're going to get a good solid-ass mid-card. Yeah. So you don't have to rely on guys like Honma and guys like that to sit in there because they're basically trainers now at this point, like Makabe, Honma, uh, well, Toriano's a, a whole other thing. But, like, Ishii, he's sliding down a little bit. You can have these guys, you know, they open the card, and that's what they're going to do. And if you need somebody to fill in, yeah, heat up, heat up Ishii to go lose. It's going to be a great match. You know what I mean? But with the young guys now, you can start working these guys in. And, you know, these guys are under fucking 25. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot of guys. trained professionals. They're not fucking 25-year-old kid off the street who doesn't know what he's doing. These guys come in, and they fucking kick ass. The best wrestlers in the world are created in that fucking dojo. Whether they can yeah. last the length of their career without injuries depends on life. You know what I mean? But some of these guys are legit fighters and stuff. Legit professional, re- re- legit college, collegiate wrestlers and shit like that. Like, they're the real deal. Even the ones that they're training in the United States and they're training in fucking New Zealand and all these guys, they're all over the world. They got these training dojos in there. These are legit athletes, man. It's hard to get in there. It's not just, you know, show up with fucking shorts and a thousand dollars and you're in. Oh, look, you're a professional wrestler. They beat the fucking piss out of these kids. It's fucking boot camp. So be excited when they come back. If these guys can make it through this initial training, which a lot of them can't, but when they do and they come back, we as fans should be excited for that because they're going to be good. Whatever you say about fucking great old Carney, we laughed about it. Brandon couldn't stand him. The guy's a fuck. The guy gets professional wrestling. He's a pro wrestler. He's yeah. a goofball, but he's fucking. He is a pro wrestler. Brandon, get. The only thing I would add is, and I'm not saying this is changing anything, but uh, not having Kota Ibushi is a huge loss for anybody. That guy's an absolute rock star, top of the card guy. I don't, I don't know him if there's any update on him, but I would like to I see him back. Again, yeah. he's training. I saw some videos. He's training. He uh, posted something with his physical trainer, and the, or the physical trainer had posted it. Said that he's getting more mobility in his shoulder. His shoulder was pretty fucked up. So they tried to rush him back. He's pretty pissed. I don't think he's coming back to WWE. I mean, money talks. It's fucking wrestling. He might. I said WWE. I meant fucking New Japan. I wouldn't be shocked if he showed up in AEW. That'd be a big coup for them. That'd be, you know, that'd be exciting, especially for the fan base. They would fucking love it. And he's. That guy's so fucking fit and good-looking and athletic. When he's on his game, that's he's writing checks. You know what I mean? Like, that's money, that guy. It's like Tanahashi when he was young. All you had to do was get him on the card, and people were like, what is that? Holy right. shit. You know what I mean? Chris, any final thoughts on New Japan? No, we can move. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think that they're on the right course. You just got to get some new blood in there. Keep evil away from the title. <laughs> I like evil. I don't want to shit on evil. We're not going to talk about stardom. fun to hate, too. Evil's fun like, to hate. Unless you guys have yeah. any points on stardom, I think that's their t- top two. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with me. Like, that's right now is the best we're watching. Top to I bottom. Agree. Yeah. They're young. They're, they're main talent. The you only thing that. I hope... Go I ahead. got something for you. If you yeah. want to go first, go ahead. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. no, go, go, go. I got I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, 
I got one thing for them, and that's I want to see a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Thecla. Yeah. Two people that have been kind of plagued with injuries over the last couple of months. So they get those two, especially Thecla. Kyrie, you can come because she can come and go. She's a little, she's kind of a mystery, right? Like she's just kind special of a event. Uh, special event. But Thecla, every time she gets rolling and starts looking good, she gets hurt. Hopefully she can stay healthy. It's good to have. She's definitely Thecla. like, man, fucking, she fucking sells like a motherfucker. Mm hmm. We were talking about I, I I didn't get to say this before uh, when you were talking about Sammy Guevara and that match with Brian Danielson. Did you catch that match? I did yeah. watch some of it. Yeah, I I I had it on at work. Um, when you were talking about though, you made a point. Uh, I wanted to 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 kind of you know say that Stone Cold used to always say when young people would ask him what they can do, the one thing they can do that can actually get there, like that big stepping stone that's going to make them get better, and then they can fill in everything around the rest. Sell. Yeah. Sell, 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 sell everything. The best, the 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 guy in professional wrestling whose uh, whole gimmick is no selling, Ishii is one of the best sellers that there is. Right. And his whole thing is is that he doesn't sell. Right. But then when he does, better than anyone. Holy shit! You're like, oh, he's really hurt. Oh my god, he's really hurt. When he was doing that whole arm gimmick for a minute there, his arm was fucked up. Oh my god, you're like, holy shit! I think he really did hurt his arm. But um, that's why, like, Thecla sells the shit out of everything. So, Thecla's I fun because help. she's also help. young and very unique looking. Not just physically, but her, the way she moves. Like, you can tell that where she originally learned professional wrestling was not the United States or Japan. She learned in fucking Austria, of all places. So everything she does is this, it's like a hunching kind of, just everything, her whole moveset is just very unique. She looks different than anything else. Which is rare in professional wrestling these days. Uh, Brandon, any thoughts on Stardom? Yeah, continue doing what you're doing. I don't, I don't have any criticism for them right now. I think it's they've kind of kept us afloat here for a little while. Yeah, they, um, you know, I, I, I think about it sometimes, and it's like I think it's inevitable that WWE is going to start offering them money. Some of these people, and I think about who is going to go, and who is going to disappear, and who might go over. Now, Julia is like, Julia and Siri are probably number one and two of people I think that WWE would be dying to get their hands on. The reason being is that, and this is meant in no disrespectful way, they're the least Japanese looking. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I get it. Specific aesthetic to a Japanese person. Think of um, uh, Mayu Iwatani. Beautiful girl. She's got the snaggle teeth. That's an aesthetic for Japan. (laughs) Right? I mean, I'm not I'm not being crazy with this. Uh, Mirai is the I same agree. way. Beautiful girl. Physically fit. She also has the snaggle tooth. For WWE TV, they don't want you to have snaggle teeth. They want you to have straight, perfect teeth. So big white chompers like Roman Reigns. <laughs> Julia and Siri are right up there. You know what I mean? Like, I think some are safe, but I think some are, like, they're, they're dying. Like, they get Siri. Get fucking Julia. If they could get Julia, man. But good for them. I hope they make money. It'll make my stardom has a very young roster. So you got it's like, oh man, what are they gonna do? They gotta bring up some young people. Man, fucking Azumi's fucking twenty years old. She's freaking been wrestling for twelve years. It's like, yeah. Um, okay. I would say another one that they're most likely if that WWE would be chomping at the bit to get is uh, Starlight Kid. Yeah, well, we don't know what she looks like underneath. <laughs> she wear the mask. Yeah. They love taking masks off people though. They don't anymore. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I mean, that was more. I I don't remember. I can't think of anybody that was a big 
masked wrestler that they took the mask off of. Oh, uh, right. what's his name? Fucking, uh, well, Andrade is one. Um, right. But I mean, look at him. Yeah. Well, it's the same right. thing with the Legato del Fantasma. What's his yeah. name? Uh, yeah. What was his name? El Fantasma. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. He takes his mask off. He's good looking. He's not fucking yeah. Laparca. He doesn't look like, like a donkey. What are we doing? <laughs> a monster. <laughs> fucking donkey head. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, Rey Mysterio, uh, Bischoff took his mask off because he legitimately thought, like, look, you're good looking. We can make more money with you with no mask on. Right. When he went to WWE, that mask went right, right back, back on, on his right. fucking head yeah. Yeah. because you can make more money selling those masks. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, um, I want to know what would get you, if anything, to watch WWE again? Brandon, go ahead. You can go if you got it off the top of your head. Jeez. Um, Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens. Yeah, if he did Kevin something Owens. really crazy, that would be a good start. Maybe get rid of the two belts. I think that, again, just for the sake of putting some more air into these shows, mm-hmm. less is more. I wrote this down just for anybody, but it, explosions and chaos. I'm a Fuck sucker yes. for that shit. So am I. You go there, I'm, I'm probably going to tune in at least for a, for a half an hour. I think that's pretty much all I got off the top of my head. If I think of something else, I'll chime in. Chris, what do you got? I'm not ready for this. Let me think of what I got. Okay. I, I agree okay. with you, go. Kevin. No, you go, and then I'll think. Okay. Um, there's some things that are impossible that are never going to happen that'll make me watch. One is less content, <laughs> so it's never going to happen. I'm, I'm not sitting for anything. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Um shorter promos that's not going to happen uh maybe feature people that i like more and less i I know that's a a hard question it's a hard way to phrase it who you like oh of course everybody wants to watch who they like but it's like there's not enough mid-card action for me wwe it's always revolving around the title which it should revolve around titles but some of the we there's no equity in those lesser titles it's either the top dog or you're nobody else. In fucking Intercontinental, U.S. title. They just took the 24-7 throw in the trash the other day. I saw that. I do like that Nikki Cross went crazy. I might start watching her again. Also, uh, Twitter just realized she's hot after she – I saw that. They were like, whoa, when did Nikki Cross get so good looking? It's like she's always been there. She's just wearing a stupid fucking superhero getup. Chris, go ahead. Kevin Owens, definitely. Kevin Sullivan, um, bring him back. Kevin Sullivan, I want him. Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> uh, if we can, people that they could bring back to, uh, that I think bringing into WWE would make me watch it. I would say uh, Kevin Sullivan. Um, Kevin I would Nash. say, uh, no, not Kevin Nash. Kev- Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Von Eric. No. And, and if you continually step on the joke, I won't finish the joke. I was going with the Dungeon of Doom. I was going to name them one by one. Let's go. Do it. No, I can't. Can you do them now. all? <laughs> uh, we're going to bring, Shark think, Attack. Maybe bring in Zodiac. Maybe bring in... Um, uh, Shark Attack. Wasn't he one of them? Ed Leslie, Shark Guy, uh, Sugar Bear Harris, is Kamala the Ugandan Headhunter. <laughs> I think all these guys are dead except for fucking Kevin Sullivan and the other guy, right? No. And, Ed, Ed Leslie. What's uh, that? Zodiac's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, Leslie. That's Ed Leslie. Now, um, I, I mean, all the things that you said and all the things that Brandon said, explosions and chaos, always I good. Because, like, 
here's the thing about WWE that I think people don't understand. If you're looking for like wrestling action, that's not the place to go. That's the place to go for for like over the top, fucking ridiculous storylines. You're talking about WWE. Yeah, yep. WWE, ridiculous production values, things exploding. So that I I um, I, I like. Um, uh, I'll never put down WWE for its look. No. It's streamlined and it's great and it is what it is. And their pay per views are they have great video packages that like where I never They've have to watch the show. I can watch the pay per view and it'll be like they got a two and a half minute video package telling me why uh, the fiend is back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I watch it. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, what yeah. else would I like to see? Uh, yeah, more stream, like more, more wrestling, less talking, uh, especially when it's the same people every week, and and just the simple formula changing, just a slight bit, not to where they have to do things completely differently, but like you know, every week's a promo parade, every week's this, every week's that. Um, so, uh, but it's going to take a lot to get me to watch them. Yeah. Uh, it's always good, uh, even though he can be kind of a jackass in real life with some of the things he says or some of the things he believes. But always like having AJ Styles in a big, in a big, a big major, major fucking role in that show. Yeah. Like if there's one person I think that's on the roster right now that you use to take out Roman Reigns and his reign, pun intended, of terror, fucking AJ Styles. Who is you know? it going to be? It's going to be at WrestleMania, right? Who won the? Who's winning the Royal Rumble? Oh, no. Cody. It's going to be Cody. Cody's beating him. Cody. I forgot about Cody. Cody Rhodes. Ooh, I talked I about it a couple weeks ago. Is it kind of strange that whole company got real fucking weird since Cody left AEW? Uh, yeah. The professional. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Chris. I will tell you this. So, being the action figure collector that I am, I saw in the store they had – AEW's doing a fantastic job. They had a Cody Rhodes action figure where you could actually replace the arms and the legs so they can wear different gear. That's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So it was a big win on their part. I didn't buy it because uh, it's I don't give a shit, but I thought it was pretty cool. I spent too much money on her. <laughs> I'm not buying any more action figures. There she is. Look at those cars. Hey, any final thoughts? Brandon, got anything? Um, I think the only other thing I was going to bring up that I would like to see in pro wrestling in the next year, that is another pipe dream that will never happen, is I don't like. do you feel like you know any of these guys like have a feel for them if these especially the male pro wrestlers like i like them personally in their real life or you mean the character like i don't have a feel for who any of these people are when i I think back to like one thing i i I was trying to keep this away from i wanted to be more like it used to be but there used to be a group of top caliber wrestlers that could go on when late night shows are big you could have mick foley on and he was like an entertaining human being right i don't i don't know that there's anybody like that right now or actually have a maybe kevin owens but that you actually feel like oh i know who that person is and that's an interesting human being i think roman reigns seems like a pretty decent dude in real life you know what i mean i i think so but i don't really have a sense of like if he has a sense of humor or what his personality is or like any of this shit where I feel like that's like one thing that's missing from the, these top guys. I would like to be like, he's actually a cool human being. Yeah. Roman Reigns checks that box, but so, not many of them do. Yeah. Good. Uh, I can add something. I think that might be the reason why they're doing this. And I've said it before that there is no face of their company. It's Roman Reigns, isn't it? Yeah. But is Becky he really Lynch. right? I mean, are they, are they inviting him on talk shows? Not not anything that's not the re- like loosely related with WWE. You're right. Right, right. So I guess what I mean is is that over the last 
I, I couldn't even say how many years, but over there's been a certain time period, right, where when you, as a non-wrestling fan, right, it went Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Cena. Nobody. And then a couple of lesser degree guys, I would say. But, but not on Danielson that level. was kind Nobody's of a cultural phenomenon that? for like a year. Danielson was kind of a cultural phenomenon for yeah. like a year. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, he picked up. But you didn't. So what I mean is, is like it's like there was a face that was associated with the logo. Right. Now it's a logo that right. you associate some faces with, and that's where you're talking about. There's no nobody. It's going back to being like it's not popular anymore. Well, of course, meaning not. we've just you know we it's going about back it. to being this fucking thing that dummies watch. And two million viewers uh, a week watching SmackDown. Yeah. That's it. That's the highest that's they're it. gonna get. And that's I'm it. fine with that. I'm not I'm, here to argue that it could be bigger at this point. Right. I think that's probably what it is, but I'm if it could be, it would be that you would have some like one thing that sticks out of my head was Kevin Owens when that Bruce Boudreaux clip. Yeah. Remember Bruce Boudreaux came out and they were just chopping it up for like eight minutes and yeah. you could get a feel for him, like this guy's charming. And that stuff that's the type of stuff that will go viral. I had people that don't watch wrestling share it. Like this was pretty cool. They like hockey or something. There's yeah. like there's some connectivity there. There's, Crossover. They need that. Yeah. Yeah, like Bruce Boudreaux. If you haven't seen the clip, listeners, listener, uh, if you haven't, uh, Bruce Boudreaux was at the 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 draft was in Montreal, I believe, right? Or was it Boston? I forget. I forget where it was. But the NHL draft was there. And Bruce Boudreaux was doing CBC, he was sitting there, and they surprised him. By bringing Kevin Owens, who was at the draft, up to talk to Bruce Boudreau. And Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, who is, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's an NHL coach. He's been around some of the greatest fucking athletes yeah. that have ever laced up the boots, so to say. And uh, he's completely a fanboy. And he's log- talking to Kevin Owens about it. And they're like, Kevin Owens is giving him answers in, like, you know, wrestling storyline mode. And he's like, oh, I really think you got a chance against that guy. And he's like, yeah, I hope so, you know. It was great. It's a great video. You should go out of your way to find it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. He seems like he's a decent dude. There's not enough decent dudes in the world. As opposed to AEW, where it's just a bunch of fucking nerds backstage. Yeah, that's my last point. I think that would make me happy. (laughs) There you go. We got some positivity along with the negativity. I like some I got one thing. I got one last thing I can add. Will, Will the pro wrestling world... Will the pro wrestling world just finally acknowledge that CM Punk is all his problems are his own fucking fault? Yeah, well, yeah. That seems <laughs> obvious at this point. Like, it's just, it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, well, the, uh, you know, I worked in this. I mean, look, all right, I could see that maybe how a system that, that they had WWE back when he was there maybe didn't lean itself towards somebody that was of his caliber or his look being popular. And right. he was upset by that. And that's fine. And but he stuck around. He made a ton of fucking money, and then he left, and that's fine. He was unhappy. He quit. Okay, I got it. But then he went to another <laughs> company and just basically fucking self-destructed within a year. And helped right? put it in its current. Well, there was a lot of factors, but its current mindset with us and a lot of people. This yeah. isn't the cool product anymore. It was. No. I'm seeing so. it more. I think we were like ground zero for the people that were saying. I don't know about this anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm into it anymore. And now I'm starting to see it. I'm seeing it on social media. I'm seeing people saying, like, there's just something about AEW. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. And two two million viewers. Not breaking a million viewers a a week. I mean, when does it become more cost effective to just add another night of Big Bang Theory? (laughs) 
on TBS. I think that they, I think, I mean, I just, it's, as far as I know, they're, they're money wise, it's not a problem. Yeah. It's just that yeah. the, well, they produce the show, the spice yeah. of it, the entertainment, the, the, the feeling, the coolness factor, the vibe of it is different now. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the flip side of that thing that I just said was, what else do they do on TBS or could possibly do on TBS that they don't have to pay to produce mm-hmm. would attract eh, about a million dollars, a million viewers a week guaranteed. It's got to be something anywhere right. between 800,000 to a million. Now, I, I think that that's a, they're in a safe spot. Safe. I, I, I was, I kind of said that. And then I realized when, when, when after, as I was saying, I was like, ah, well, there's a flip side to this argument. You don't pay to produce this show. Right. You're getting a million. Uh, 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 almost a million a week on a Wednesday night. Not a great night. Eh, you know. AEW only moves if there's an offer for more money somewhere else. I yeah. think they'll be on TBS yeah. forever. Yeah. Brandon, final thoughts. Let's go home. No, I just realized I got to go. I have an interview at 1. It's 12.59. So. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go blow that right. interview. Um, thanks for joining us this week and joining us here every week on Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on social media at Hard at number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>